The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle's all about. Today, we're getting into sex over 50 with our special guest, Dr. Lori Batito, author of The Sex Bible for People Over 50. And we'd like to congratulate Lori uh, because she just recently became director of the Pornhub Hmm. Sexual <laughs> Wellness Center. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But if you think sex is only for the young, then think again. Wait till you hear what Dr. Lori has to say about how couples can have better and hotter sex after 50. We had a great show last week with Dr. Jess O'Reilly. We were talking about sexual compatibility, and we had a special giveaway, which was a signed copy of her book, Hot Sex Tips, Tricks, and Licks. And the winner is Sabrina and Matt. Yay, Sabrina and Matt. We hope you enjoy it. You know, we love giving stuff away. And uh, we have another great giveaway this week. So thanks to everybody for entering. And remember, even if you're not listening live uh, and are listening on demand, you can still enter. Stay tuned for our Great Sex Matters segment to find out how to enter and lots more about how to spice up your sex life, even if you're over 50. So, okay, we have Dr. Lori coming on to tell us all about those changes that happen inside our body. And there are changes that happen. (laughs) As we age, right? Those changes that can affect our sex life. There's a lot of those hormone changes that happen around the age of 50, especially for women, Mm -hmm. as we go through menopause, you know, like I did a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, I remember very clearly. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, it really didn't change our sex life very much, except... It keeps getting hotter and hotter and well, better, you know, yes, it's amazing. Yes. But we had to make a few adjustments, right, babe? You know, we definitely use lots more lube and we slowed it down. Mm-hmm. That lots helped. more foreplay. That sure helped a lot. But there might be a few more other changes that we don't even know about. So we're going to wait to hear what Dr. Laurie has to say about libido, sex drive, sexual desire, arousal time, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I can't wait. We love talking with Dr. Laurie. But before that... You know, what about feeling sexy at any age? Exactly. We can always feel sexy. You know, we definitely still have an amazing sex life, and we have for many years. Yes, we do. But that's because we're continually working on it. It's important for us to feel sexy. We do it every day, 
And especially if it's a date night. We love our date nights. <laughs> or if we're going to a swinger party. Swinger parties? Are we swingers? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. <laughs> you know, it's about getting in the right frame of mind and in the mood for sex. You know, it's it's part of our foreplay and it starts right as we get dressed. Well, I love it when we pick out all those sexy outfits or my high heels. Oh, I love your heels, baby. We do that together, honey. I like it when we do it together. And then when I'm dressed, of course, and then you're looking at me all hot and bothered and then you tell me, how beautiful I look that makes me feel great and it makes me feel sexy it does and you know it works both ways because you know when I get dressed and yeah you, of course I love when you amazing. wear those technical yeah. shirts that show off your muscles your chest and your arms you're hot babe yeah I work hard for that you know <laughs> I know you, know, you do I go, go to the gym a few times a week and you know I do my carol exercises uh-huh. and it's a motivation you know knowing that the more I do the more reps that I do the hotter and sexier I'm going to be and the more those that, arms yeah my favorite yeah and, You know, a strong, healthy body definitely helps us have more and better sex. And, you know, I work on that cardio, too, (laughs) so we can keep going and going and going. Yeah, well, you know, some people have a hard time feeling sexy because they have hang-ups about their body. Oh, yeah. Especially women. Love you, babe. Might be one of them. (laughs) (laughs) We are so critical of ourselves, especially... You know, sometimes we put things off until we lose 10 pounds Mm -hmm. or we get that flat belly or that zit on our chin is cleared up. Yeah. You know, you were definitely like that when I first met until, you know, you realized that I loved every part of you. Every wrinkle. Really? Each one of your love handles. (laughs) Every ounce of cellulite. Those little blemishes. And, you know... I don't even notice them. I know, but I think they're there and you don't even see them. Yeah, I just (laughs) see how beautiful you are. I know, I guess. That's why they say wisdom comes with age. If I could talk to my former self, you know, the 30-year-old Carol, Mm -hmm. I would tell her, listen, you're not fat. You're beautiful just the way you are. Enjoy the body you have. Who cares if your belly's all stretched out from having babies? You have three beautiful children. Yes, you do. But that's not to say, you know, you shouldn't take care of yourself. Um, You know, eating healthy and staying fit is super important. And it's about feeling good about who you are. And remember how nervous you were the first time we went to that nude beach? Oh, yeah. I I kept saying, you know, you're so hot and sexy and beautiful, but you're worried about that friggin' belly scar. (laughs) You nearly canceled our fucking trip. Well, you know, my belly was a disaster having those three babies and the one C-section. The skin was all stretched out and not so pretty. I felt like I looked awful. Yeah. Until I had that tummy tuck. Yeah, and you know, in my opinion... You were just crazy. I know. Because you didn't look awful. You were just so critical of yourself. Yeah, and remember how long it took for that scar to heal? We had already booked our trip to Desire, and I was too worried about that scar. However, you know, I went with you and we spent time and we bought those custom-made thong bathing suits that you could wear on the (laughs) beach to cover that, what you thought was an ugly scar. (laughs) I was like, babe, we're going to a nude beach. What do you need this stuff for? Yeah, I know. But I was literally critical of that. So, But when we arrived at that nude resort, you know, it was our first time. Oh, yeah. So when we got there in the afternoon and we checked in, so you, you know, compensated and you changed into a bathing suit Mm -hmm. with me because Mm -hmm. we weren't really sure if everyone rocked around the resort naked or not. Mm -hmm. But we knew, you know, what, uh, what time of day it was when everybody goes up to the hot tub. So we headed on over there to see what was going on. I remember being excited but nervous. We met a few couples on the way over there. 
Everyone was so friendly. Well, and naked. And naked, exactly. <laughs> we slowly walked up the stairs to that rooftop hot tub. And when we got there, holy fuck what we saw. Mm-hmm. A hot tub <laughs> full of like 50 or 60 people all naked. Yeah. We looked at each other and went, oh Uh-oh. my God. <laughs> well, you were checking in with me, I think, to see how I was feeling about this whole thing because you knew I was nervous. But I remembered seeing a whole slew of different types of bodies, different shapes, different sizes, different ages. And then I noticed, oh, a tummy tuck scar here. Oh, and a tummy tuck scar there. Oh, look, a boob job over here. Yeah, you get the picture. A boob job over there. We could <laughs> sing a little song. You know, everybody was just having a great time, enjoying themselves, being naked and having fun. There was no real body image issues here. Yeah, I know. And then I realized that, and I didn't even hesitate. I slipped off that custom-made thong that I had specially to cover Specially made. Mm-hmm. I threw it aside, and there I was, naked, scar and all, and I never thought about it again. Yeah, you know, we, since then, we love being naked. Now, when we leave our room, all we have in our hand is our key, some sunscreen, <laughs> and that all-important silicone lube, because oh, yeah. that's what makes for sexy, hot fun in the, in yeah, the hot tub. In the hot tub, yeah. for sure. You know, we meet lots of different couples, different ages, at clubs, at beaches, at resorts. Many are younger than us, of course, but we often meet hot and horny older couples as well. For sure. We have so many super sexy friends over 50, even over 60, who still have amazing, hot, spicy sex lives. Mm-hmm. Some are swingers. Yeah, for sure. Some aren't. Yeah. But staying sexy definitely keeps them young at heart. I think so. But it's not about having the perfect body. This is not about having that perfect smooth face. We're talking about real people here Mm -hmm. doing what really makes them feel sexy for their couple. And I think the older ones get even more respect because they make the effort to stay sexy for their couple and they pull it off. They do. And sexy isn't about looks. It's about personality. It's about confidence. And it's about just being yourself. Right, exactly. Genuine. That's really sexy. Mm-hmm. We often get approached by younger couples. Oh, yeah. We love the younger couples. <laughs> Especially newbies asking us questions, wanting to know more. Sometimes it feels like we're a role model or a mentor for them. Yeah. And then after we talk to them a little bit, they go, what? Your wife is over 50, dressed like that, wearing heels and thongs and bathing suits like that she's just so hot Mm. and you know carol just loves it because she's so confident in who she is even over 50 thanks honey but that's why we keep working on feeling sexy it's more like a state of mind feeling sexy feeling young they kind of go together no matter what your age and that age is just a fucking number Mm -hmm. you're just as young as you feel and you're as sexy as you feel as well and you know the sexy lifestyle is all about keeping your couple hot and sexy for sure i'm really excited about to hear what dr laurie has to say oh me too about keeping your sex life going strong and healthy over 50 we've seen plenty of couples over 50 with amazing spicy and very active sex lives And ladies, try not to get hung up in all the signs of aging. I'm trying my hardest to focus on how to feel young at heart and not worrying about what I see in the mirror. Which is most hot. And and Carol is the hottest and sexiest wife in the world. Thank you, honey. At the end of the day, it's not about how you look. It's about how you feel. So just enjoy life and sex to the fullest, no matter what your age. 
All right. So today we're talking about having sex over 50. In a few minutes, we'll have uh, Dr. Lori Batito coming right up after our next commercial. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Second Wind Success, hosted by Jean Garino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with us, Carol and David. Now, Let's really get into sex after 50 and how it keeps going and going and going with Dr. Lori Batito. Dr. Lori has 30 years experience as a clinical psychologist with a specialty in sex therapy. She hosts a nightly radio show called Passion, where she discusses issues related to sexuality. She's also the president of the Sexual Health Network of Quebec and past president of the Canadian Sex Research Forum. Hang on, there's more. Just <laughs> recently, Dr. Lori began a new and exciting position as the director of Pornhub Wellness Center, which is an online sexual health information platform. And finally, Dr. Lori is the author of the book, The Sex Bible for People Over 50. Lori, welcome and thanks for being here. Thanks, my pleasure. That's a mouthful. You do a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Busy girl. Years ago. I'm busy. Yes, <laughs> yes very, very good. Uh, well, why don't we start then with your book, if you want to tell us a little bit about it. And specifically, I wanted to know what, why is it important to have a book for the sex Bible for people over 50? 
Right. Um, well, that's a really good question. And, you know, one of the reasons I wrote the book was I was turning 50. All my friends were 50. <laughs> and I started looking around to see what kinds of information was out there. And there really wasn't very many uh, books out there for people who were aging and sexuality. Either it was really for very old or uh, they were really thick books that you had to, that I, I couldn't see uh, a partner uh, reading it. And it's not to diss mm-hmm. on men or anything, but men don't tend to read so self-help books very much. <laughs> really? So, <laughs> right? right? David? <laughs> so I thought um, maybe a book that's very, that's science-based, but also a how-to or something that I could go through all the potential issues that happen as we age and offer solutions for them. And it has pictures in it. So some erotic pictures are also in, in, involved in it, included in it, which made it much more palatable for partners to read together. Yeah, uh, so it's not a huge, thick book, but it is a uh, glossy, kind of a coffee table book for your bedroom. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> coffee table for the bedroom. Yeah, I'd yeah. Say so. Or a coffee table book for you if you have no kids at home, you know, because <laughs> they may question it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the so book, anyway, lot- I, I did write the book because as a therapist, I see a lot, a lot of people who come to see me with issues related to sex that they're, they are panicking about. You know, they, uh, suddenly they find that they uh, don't get hard as fast or uh, they're taking too long to ejaculate or they've lost some desire or th- many, many questions. And they don't recognize that their age ha- may have something to do with it, that their lifestyle may have something to do with it. But the panic sets in, you know, and then you have others who give up on sexuality post-50, postmenopausal yeah. women who I've heard this many times who say, oh, forget about it. I'm too old already, uh, you know, <laughs> let, let's just let that go or, or what have you. And there's no expiration date to sex. I have met people in their late 90s who are still sexually active. Yeah. <laughs> you know, David, and, something to look forward to now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no reason to stop unless something physically is stopping you or lack of a partner or what have you. I mean, you could still self-pleasure, of course, but so there is no reason to give up on the pleasure that your body can give you. It's your body. It's your pleasure. And it's, um, and there's so many, so many scientifically based benefits of sex. Mm -hmm. So to give up on something that is that good for you, is uh, is kind of sad. Crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Now, I know there's definitely physical and emotional changes that happen as we age. And mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit more about how specifically those things can change uh, your sex life? Well, certainly the, there's uh, physical aspects that will impact your emotional or your psychological um, adjustment to sex, right? So you, we hear a lot, after 50, women are menopausal. But Menopause doesn't equate loss of sex. Studies have shown us that the older you get, the better sex gets. But you have to know how to deal with the issues that happen. We talk about in women, especially dry vaginas. How many women Mm -hmm. complain that um, intercourse is painful? And yet there are many women who don't realize that you can treat that. That's a treatable condition. Uh, Extra lube, good lube, like silicone-based lube, but also intravaginal estrogen replacement therapies are good as well to to replenish the estrogen that's in your vagina. 
So that's one aspect of it. And for women, it's really one of the main ones. And um, also to understand that your body is not going to respond the same way it did when you were younger. So you need different stimulation. You need stronger clitoral stimulation, for example. You, um, you need it to last a little longer. Foreplay is more important as you get older. All of these things because there are changes to your body. So if you don't communicate those changes to your partner, your partner is just going to do their tried and true kind of moves on you right. that may right. no longer work. So, so it's important you know, it, to know what you need and that yeah. your body is going through these changes. Yeah, that's a great point. So how important is sexual experimentation in for a couple in a long-term relationship? You'd think by the time you're 50 or 60, you would have tried it all and you're great at it. Except that the, the reverse is actually true. The older <laughs> okay. you are, the more likely you are to be open uh, to, uh, to more different things. You know, it's a little bit like I always say, you know, <clears throat> at 50 or so, we start to have, form our bucket list. It's like, oh, what haven't I done right. yet? Mm-hmm. And instead of a bucket list, uh, I, I call it the fuck it list because you say, <laughs> oh, screw that, you know, who cares what people think now? It's, yeah. it's all about me now. It's time to take care of me now. And so they care less about what people think. They learn um, to accept themselves better as they are. And so they're much more open to experimentation with a partner. Obviously, the relationship, you know, the conditions have to be well enough for that to happen. But uh, especially women, they're much more, they become much more self-assured in their sexuality, better at asking for what they want, uh, better at talking about their sexuality uh, more openly. It's not for all women, but I've noticed that there is um, a shift for for women and why those women that become, that have even better sex lives later, that's what differentiates them, is that they really uh, focus more on taking care of themselves rather than always focusing on taking care of the family and the kids and everything else. They finally, finally say, okay, you know what, it's my time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. just thinking, too, about the physical changes that we have as we get older and the joints are creaking and the little right. aches and pains that we want to experiment in different positions so right. that we find different ways of having sex that are either less mm-hmm. painful or more pleasurable either way. That's right. Well, my book covers all of that, too, where um, it goes through all the different kinds of positions. If you have back pain, if you have knee pain, if you, yeah, I mean, you're right. As we get older, we start yeah. to physically sometimes fall apart a little bit. <laughs> or have little aches and pains that weren't there before. Yeah. You know, you can't get up off the ground like you did before. You can't <laughs> squat for an hour either. No, you know, the, exactly. You, Could you, you when you were younger? <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to know that this is all part of it, but you can adapt. There's so many other things you can do. It's a, That's the experimentation part of it. You right. know, that's let's critical. experiment with different positions that work yeah. better for us now. And, if I may, the, you talked about some of the changes. We just talked about the female changes, but men have a lot of changes that ha- can happen to them. And men start aging sexually around, for some men, around 35. That's where they will oh. notice a difference for them. Not a huge difference that should affect them terribly, but enough to sometimes send a man into a panic mode where, oh my, what's happening to me? How come I can't ejaculate five times today in one day? Or how come it's taking me longer to get that erection? And part of that is the aging process. So um, that's a hormone change? 
Well, it's it, there's a hormone change, but also your uh, your circulation isn't the same. Right. Oh, yes, so exactly. you're talking about uh, sometimes there's whenever a man experiences erectile dysfunction, for example, on a regular basis, I always say, go get yourself checked out, check your heart rate, check your mm-hmm. blood pressure, make sure you're not pre-diabetic or diabetic. Um, all of these things to make sure that the blood is flowing properly. But our veins, uh, you know, they, they thin out over time. Like we end up having, as we get older, more and more circulation problems. It's just part of the aging of our bodies. And if you think of the penis that has tiny little veins in them, well, they get affected too. So the, your whole body gets affected. So it's important that if you do experience uh, like regular erectile dysfunction that you check it Check it out because it could mean something else is happening in your body. But men and then you just start like women, worrying about it too, right? They worry a lot about it, which yeah. can cause the psychological part of it, right. which is a performance anxiety as well. So yes. sometimes it's hard circle. to tease out which one came first, you know? Mm. Um, and then on the psychological part, you know, as you get deeper and deeper into a long-term relationship, doesn't it happen sometimes where things just get a little stale and same old, same old, where you're not excited and, and yes, sex is sex, but it's not that, um, thrilling. That, that thrilling thing that it used to be and you have to bring in that experimentation or maybe even some sex toys or AIDS to spice it up or do it in a different place. Sure. You, you have to kind of commit to spicing up your sex life if, if you feel you're bored. Not everybody gets bored. Some people yeah. may have very satisfying vanilla sex right throughout, and that's fine. It's their satisfaction level that counts. But if you find yourself getting somewhat bored of the same old, same old, this is where conversations about sex is important. This is where you can talk about different options that are out there, whether it's getting a little kinkier or incorporating sex toys in the bedroom or taking your relationship, changing the monogamy rules in the relationship. You know? <laughs> That's always fun. Yeah, we know that about too. that. <laughs> yeah, I know you know about that. <laughs> but some people make that decision later on in life where they decide to incorporate, uh, you know, to open up their, their marriage or their relationship. And that has its own, you know, some challenges and, uh, as well. And, like, people shouldn't just dive into that either. They need to think about that, especially if they didn't start out that way. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Now, I know we've all heard of Viagra and Cialis, but can you explain how it actually works? Well, so those drugs are for arousal. They're not desire drugs. So a lot of people think, well, why don't you just give uh, Viagra to a woman and it'll help her, except it doesn't change the desire, which we can talk about. But Viagra works in the brain, and it sends the signal to open up the blood vessels in the penis. So it's for arousal. It helps the blood flow. It doesn't work directly on the penis. So in other words, if you take it, but your brain is so full of anxiety, that may not permit the Viagra to work. So it it also doesn't work for everybody. And truth be told, only about 25% of men uh, require it because they have a chronic uh, erectile dysfunction. But it does actually work. Sure, but it doesn't work for for everybody. there's, no, I meant so four they have it in their bloodstream the now, and then when they get aroused, it will actually kick in, is what, kind of what I meant to say. Um, if they take the well, pill, and then they get aroused, and it will kick in, and it will work. The, the penis will work after Yes, that. it doesn't work on its own. The, the arousal has to be there. The desire has to be there. Okay, got like it. You still have to, it just opens up the floodgates, if you will, of, okay. uh, to let the okay. blood in. 
Now, what about female Viagra? Is that really a thing? There's no such thing as female Viagra. So, first of all, that's a misnomer. Because it's not about... There's Viagra for females. Again, what people are looking for is a pill for desire for women. So if Viagra, if a woman takes it, it does the same thing as, as it does to the man. It will open up and create uh, blood flow to the clitoris or uh, to, the, uh, to the vulva. That's, that only affects arousal, but most women don't have a problem with the arousal part of it. They have a problem with getting there. Okay, exactly. So it's more about the desire. So there is a medication on the market in the U.S. that's called Addy, formerly known as Philbanserin, which is a, um, something that is FDA approved, not approved in Canada, but approved there. And it is a pill that uh, women take every day. It does have side effects, uh, not to everybody, but it does have side effects. And the studies have shown that it improves... Um, like successful sexual activities by 0.7. In other words, there were point, I think it was, I think the number is about 0.7 more sexual activities in a month. Okay. No. So not, it's not, not huge. worth it really. Well, the, you know, part of the problem is I'm, I'm look, I'm always open for options that there are options for women. That's not an issue. The problem is that we need a better understanding of how women's desire works. And mm-hmm. because so much of it is in her mind, there right. is no drug that affects her mind. Mm-hmm. Some people even prescribe, um, you know, uh, in places where it's legal, they, they may prescribe uh, uh, smoking weed mm-hmm. to help ah, relax yeah, exactly. the brain. Just to relax, right? To relax to- and, and, yes. So I have heard people who uh, have said it works for them and others where they, they're not interested in that, and that's perfectly fine. But it's not a... Again, it's not a medication that's available as a medication as of yet. So who knows where okay. that will where cool. that will so, go? So before the break, we have one more question, and um, uh, what you were just talking about is a great segue into first of all, congratulations on your new role as director uh, at the Pornhub Sexual Wellness Center. Um, and we all know Pornhub is about porn, but tell us a little bit about your involvement there and the main focus on this new wellness center. What the goals are. So the Pornhub Sexual Wellness Center is a subsite um, and it's a, it, it's its own little hub <laughs> where um, it, it's all professionals, experts in the field of sexuality and we cover all kinds of topics. What we found, and I think it's a great initiative from, from Pornhub because they get so many visitors and so many of those visitors lack a lot of quality sexual health information. Mm-hmm. So Most of the world my, lacks that same. Pardon? I said most of the world lacks quality well, yes, health education. And, and I can see that a lot of our letters are coming from uh, faraway countries, you know, uh, oh, okay. from all over the world where yeah. there is a lack of that sexual health information. And yeah. so it was my opportunity, the reason I agreed to do this, and it has nothing to do with being pro or pro-porn or anti-porn or any porn. Like, it's not about the porn for me. It's about reach. It's about right. finding the people where they're at. And if I can reach and help, you're talking about 70 million users a day. 
wow. Pornhub. Wow. There's a huge potential audience for me to reach and educate. So we talk about everything from relationships, virginity, STIs, healthy relationships, consent, sex addiction, porn addiction. We wow. cover the whole range and we'll keep adding to it over and over again. And plus we offer the opportunity for our viewers to also ask questions, to ask me questions. So, oh, fantastic. Uh, Perfect. So yeah. just hold that thought for a little bit. We're going to take a short break right now, and we'll continue our discussion about sex as we age in a few minutes. Just remember to go to our website, carolyndavid.com, to enter for your chance to win this week's giveaway, which is a signed copy of Dr. Laurie's book, The Sex Bible for Couples Over 50. Oh, I should say people over 50, my mistake. Uh, stay tuned for more sexy talk. We're going to bust some fun myths with Dr. Laurie as we get back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. And welcome back, everyone. We've been talking with Dr. Lori Batito. She's a clinical psychologist and a radio show host and the author of the book, Sex Bible for People Over 50, which is what we're talking about today. So, Lori, yeah. it's that time on our show where we get to bust some myths about sex and aging. Are you okay. ready? I'm ready. So, I feel like I'm on a game show now. <laughs> it, it is like that. So, you know, we're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss. Some of them are just super simple. So uh, Carol's going to start with myth number one. Uh, sex after 50 is likely to give you a heart attack. 
Um, No. About uh, 1% of heart attacks occur during sex, just 1%. So, and the interesting part about that is that of that 1%, over 70% of that 1%, those heart attacks are occurring to men who are actually in the throes of an affair, like who are having sex with a mistress. Stress levels over the top. I love that because it's really not the sex that's killing them, it's the mistress. <laughs> All right. But just two. to add to that, right, go ahead. When people have a, uh, when people do have a heart attack, their physicians always tell them, if you can walk up a few flights of stairs, you're ready to have sex. Okay. Well, so, and you can slow it down. You know how you talk about slowing things down, and it doesn't have to be a rigorous, rigorous workout either. Right. All right. Num- myth number two: If you have not had great sex before fifty, then it's too late to start now. It's never too late to have great sex. It's, uh, it's just never too late. You, first of all, sexuality is, or being a good lover, for example, is something you learn. People assume, that's part of the other myth, is that you're born a great lover. You're either good or you're not good. And that is not the case. Sometimes uh, it not being good is because you're with uh, the wrong partner. Sometimes the incompatibility stuff that... Um, has an impact. Sometimes it's because you have not great sexual communication. So if you open up your communication with your partner, you're more likely to have better sex because then you can ask for what you want. You can find out what your partner wants. And the key to great sex is knowing what it is you like and getting your partner uh, to give you what you like or to engage in things that, uh, that you like or how you want to be touched. But you're the only one that holds the key to that. It, it's like we're, we each have our own owner's manual and right. no two owner manuals are the same. So if you don't share your owner's manual with your partner, you could be not have the best sex of your life. I I like that analogy, but that has that's at any age, obviously. That's at any age, but there's no again. You, you know, it's a question of opening up your mind, learning. Knowledge is power in a lot of this stuff. Sometimes you just don't know that these things are out there. And we see that so much in the swinging community that so many of the swingers are getting in later on in life because they are able to communicate better and talk about their fantasies and their desires. Exactly. Okay. And that, that opens up a whole other area for them. Yes. And we've got another myth that says uh, we're less interested in sex as we age. Um, that's a myth too. Uh, less interest. I mean, look, studies have shown that interest uh, is there. Interest is there. The only thing that does change is sometimes desire. There is a difference between interest and desire. So when we talk about desire, we talk usually we think of the word horny, right? Mm-hmm. And like I'm horny for sex. I want sex. I spontaneously want sex. But in long-term relationships, which are many people who are over 50 are in long-term relationships, especially for the majority of women, is that that desire is no longer spontaneous. They may lose that horniness feeling. So, But that doesn't mean they've lost an interest in sex. The key is for them to understand that if they wait to be horny, they may wait a long time. So, <laughs> right? So women yeah. become, rather than spontaneous in their sex drive, they become responsive because women will always tell you most often that even though they don't have the get up and go or the desire for sex, that once they do have sex, they love it, they feel good, they enjoy it, they orgasm, et cetera, et cetera. So. Right. 
they obviously respond to the stimulation. So what happens to women is their desire actually kicks in uh, after they get stimulated. And women don't quite understand that, and men often don't understand that, because for men, sexual desire is more or less stable over time. They still feel horny, and yeah. they don't quite get how come their partner doesn't. Sometimes they take it personally, like you're no longer attracted to me, or maybe you're getting it elsewhere, or whatever, and none of that is actually true. Actually, if I could direct people, I, I did do a couple of TED Talks, and yeah, those TEDx Talks. Uh, that are on my website, which is drlaurie.com, or on YouTube at TEDx. And one of them is on passion in long-term relationships, and the other one is on uh, pleasure, especially in women. And it kind of goes through that process of trying to understand how desire works for us. That's Perfect. great. That's really great. Now, let me get into one that's um, talking about the boys. So myth number, uh, the next myth is, as a man ages, he loses his ability to get an erection. No, and uh, we talked about that earlier. Only about 25% of men lose the ability, and for whatever reason. Sometimes it's diabetes or some other medical condition. Medication has an impact on that. Like That requires a, a, a good medical exam to find out what's going on, but only about 25% of men have consistent, uh, consistent erectile dysfunction. Most men will have occasional erectile dysfunction, or most men will notice that they just need a bit more time and more direct stimulation in order to get hard. That's one of the aging changes. When you're young, you get spontaneous erections. It's like you don't have to think much and get an erection. But as you get older, it's like somebody's got to touch it to get there. <laughs> well, David, you must be young still. I must still be young. Every morning I wake up and it's there. <laughs> Things might change, David, one of these days. But yeah, that's okay. We're enjoying it for today. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. Just to be grateful for today. But the thing is, men can age. Like these aging changes can happen at very different times for different men. Some men will notice these changes at 40. Some men will only start noticing these changes at 70. Uh There's no telling, really. Is it testosterone levels that change? It's not just about testosterone. It's lifestyle. It's uh, testosterone is one element of it. But if somebody uh, tells me that they have erectile dysfunction, low desire, they feel kind of a little bit down and low and it looks a little bit like depression, then I send them for testosterone checks because that may indicate some um, testosterone deficiency, which for sure would explain a lot of that. Okay. I've got another myth right here that says sex must involve intercourse and orgasm. Oh, that's a good myth, especially (laughs) as we age because satisfaction is not tied to orgasm. As we age, you can have a satisfactory sex life and not have uh, orgasms every single time. And people don't you know, often say they don't get that, especially men, because it's almost like if I don't finish, then there's something missing. Right. And yet you have a lot of women who have uh, some, some trouble with orgasm, but have very satisfying sex lives. It's not like an orgasm is nice, but it's not a necessity. So uh, and bonding, as you age, that's more important. Pardon? It's the bonding that's more important during the the intimacy. The intimacy, the connection, all these things are important. I'm not saying that the pleasure isn't important. Of course, it's it's also a part of it, but it doesn't. It's not the top priority. And uh, you know, for men as they age, they they require less 
like they don't need to ejaculate as often. So their recovery period actually takes longer with age. It might take uh, a couple of hours or days or whatever to recover um, and start again. So they may, they may have sex again. They just may not ejaculate. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, um, is it, there's another myth that um, as people age, uh, sex will be less frequent as we get older. Um, it's it's not so much of a myth. It, it, that's not the case for everybody. But what we do see is that there is quality over quantity. When we start older. to make a switch, we okay. we may have better sex, but less frequent because we don't sometimes don't need it as much or what have you. But it doesn't you know it doesn't affect satisfaction levels. Let's say it's not like high frequency equals the best satisfaction. Exactly. You can have high-frequency sex that doesn't really make you feel all that great. So here's one last one that says, masturbation diminishes your ability to enjoy sex with a partner. Ah, I just wrote an article for the Pornhub Sexual Wellness Center on that, actually. Um, that's a good question. There is what's called, what we see now in the literature, porn-induced erectile dysfunction, for example. Porn-induced, or, Okay. Yeah, but is it really porn induced? It's more about it's more about masturbate frequent masturbation induced. So what okay. I see in my practice is men who masturbate frequently, who then um, get involved in a relationship and, and a sexual relationship with somebody, and the stimulation provided by their partner just doesn't do it for them. They get hard and everything else, but they can't ejaculate. They need to finish themselves off. They get so used to their own hand, to one form of stimulation that nothing else seems to work for them. It's not enough. But, you know, when you're when you're masturbating, you're using your, you know how fast, how strong, how tight, like you get to control all of that. So, and now you go into, let's say a vagina and it's not offering you the same stimulation right. as you can offer yourself. So in cases like that, we tell men like stay off the masturbation for a while and try to get used to a different form of stimulation because there's nothing else. I mean, it's, you can, you can, it, it's not like this is damaging long term. You can get it back, but you do have to focus on partnered sex rather than solo sex if this is your problem. Some men don't have a problem with that, but some men actually do. Right, and you brought it up earlier, um, and we see it um, in the swinger lifestyle that we're in all the time. Communication is so important. So if you know um, as a man what feels good and you're starting with a partner or somebody um, that you're not in a relationship with or new in a relationship, just tell them what you like. If they're stroking your cock or sucking your cock and they're going too fast or too hard or the wrong way, just show them what has to be done instead of sitting there and, okay, this feels good, feels good, feels good till it doesn't feel good anymore and then you lose your erection. Well, listen, communication is key, and if your partner is not is doing something that you're not liking or isn't actually effective, and you say, hey, you know, I like my penis stroked this way, um, you show them. You can show them yeah. with your own hand. Let them yes. follow your lead, you know? Yes. And we've learned um, with a woman, because um, some women have a hard time with uh, clitoral orgasms, and we spoke to Dragonfly last week about that, there's nothing wrong with bringing a toy in and creating that stimulation, and there's lots of great couples toys out there that'll bridge that gap from you doing it yourself to doing it as a couple. 
Yeah. It's, uh, you know, these are all things that you have to talk about and open up about for sure. Excellent. All righty. So, um, Laurie, that was absolutely amazing. And we always love chatting with you and hearing what you have to say. Um, thanks so much uh, for being here. But before you go, uh, why don't you take a couple of minutes and tell our listeners about um, how they can buy your amazing book, where to reach <laughs> you on your website, listen to your radio sure. show and how to follow you on social media. Okay, so uh, my website is drlaurie.com, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com. You'll find all my media handles there, whether on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, which is at drlauriebetito, B-E-T-I-T-O. Um, the book, uh, The Sex Bible for People Over 50, is uh, all bookstores, Amazon. You can, it's available in ebook format, I believe, as well. And you can watch the two TEDx talks that I did on the subject of sexuality, also found on my website, um, YouTube, YouTube channel stuff there, and the Pornhub Sexual Wellness Center is found at pornhub.com/sex, and then it will take you directly to the uh, the Pornhub channel. And uh, when you go to my website, you can you can listen to podcasts of uh, some of my previous shows as well that are all there. All right, that's wonderful. Thanks so much again for being with us. Uh, Now it's time for another short break. So stay tuned for our final topic today on Great Sex Matters, which we'll be asking the question, how do we keep it hot and spicy as we go through those hormonal changes? So don't go far. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you want to stay on the cutting edge of the bioeconomy, tune into TerraTech with host Jim Lane. Every day, new and substantial products are in our lives. What we wear, eat, and drink in our travels and in our health. TerraTech will spotlight these products and show you where and how they are being used. Listen for TerraTech live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join the innovators and the innovations and move forward. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? 
Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolyndavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. All right, we're back now to one of our favorite parts of the show, and it's where we talk about great sex because... Great sex matters, and you deserve it. Great Sex Matters is sponsored by Doc Johnson, America's Pleasure Products. Doc Johnson is most renowned for his best-selling products, including the award-winning line of Lucid Dream Vibrators, the Rabbit, and the Pocket Rocket. Check out the Trist Vibrator as a featured product on our website, carolandavid.com. But we have a very special giveaway this week. We have a signed copy of Dr. Laurie's book, The Sex Bible for People Over 50. So go to our contest page and enter for your chance to win. Even if you're listening on demand, the contest is open for six days and we announce the winner next week. Wow, what a great discussion with Dr. Laurie. Everything about keeping it hot and spicy over 60. You know, it's good to know that great sex can keep on going and going and going. I love that expression. <laughs> or coming and coming and coming. You know, um, we're those little rabbits. Yeah, well, you know, so we've told everybody that we're over 50. We love our sex life. <laughs> and we want to continue having great sex for a long time. Yeah, because great sex matters. Of we love that course. saying. And, you know, there's some real health benefits to having great sex. And like we always say, we love living happy, healthy, and... Horny. Yes. But for sure, sex has a direct effect on being happy. For one thing, sex elevates your mood and reduces depression. And it boosts our self-esteem by making us feel attractive and desirable and confident. And sex keeps us healthy. First of all, sex burns calories. But don't stop going to the gym, <laughs> sure okay, because you got to stay in shape. <laughs> Sex also boosts our immune system. It gives us that healthy facial glow. I love that after-sex glow. Mm-hmm. It lowers blood pressure and keeps us, helps us fall asleep and reduces those aches and pains. Wow, all those good things. Makes me want to just jump you right now. Let's go. But seriously, if sex makes our minds happy and our bodies healthy, then it's a lot, whole lot easier to get horny. You see, I told you there's always a good reason to have more and better and greater sex. You know, but we, we, you know, as we got along, we made some adjustments in our sex life, even after you went through menopause. Well, one of the first adjustments we had to do, of course, was using a whole lot of lube in our playtime. Yeah, and although we started using lube to compensate for your natural lubrication, you know, I also found it a lot more pleasurable. You know, we, we know my cock loves to be wet. Uh-huh. Ever since we discovered that pure lube, it comes with us everywhere. PJUR. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, having lube around is for more than just fucking. I massage your cock, and I love to give you those long, slow hand jobs before we get started. You love it when I get you all tingly, and then I sit on your cock. And it's flavorless, so I can also suck your cock even when it's covered in lube. Yeah, and you get so turned on when I do that spock where I open my fingers and slide them down your pussy lips. It I just take my time with the foreplay using lots of lube and I massage your pussy from top to bottom. Well, you know, and one of the other adjustments that we did was we made a point of having sex earlier in the evening. Oh, I love that. Especially if we're going out or even just out for dinner. So we'll have sex first and then we'll shower and get ready to go out. 
or we'll just have sex in the shower or whatever works. Right. And sex before going out just gets us in the mood. We leave the house full of energy to party. And then, you know, if we feel great when we get home, we just have more sex. You know, I play baseball. I love the doubleheader. You like that doubleheader. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. But sex before going out really uh, gets us in the mood for a fun evening. So then even if we're going to a swingers event, you know, that's okay too. But we like to start earlier. So we like those house parties that start, you know, like with cocktails at 6 p.m. And yeah. uh, you know, we like when they move quickly into getting naked and going into the playroom. Yeah, but. we love that phrase, play early, play often. And then we can be home by midnight and it's a bonus for us and just... We snuggle and have an orgasm and go to sleep. Yay, I like that. Actually, I'm thinking that we're more horny now than ever before, if that's even possible. Yeah, you know, and morning sex is great just before the gym and staying fit and sex keeps the stamina and everything going after 50. And, you know, the stamina is still pretty good after 50. It is. You're an amazing lover, hon. And your endurance is perfect for me. Again, it's because we talk to each other about what works and what we can do better. Some women have a much harder time with the hormonal changes and need some hormone replacement therapy. So please consult your physicians if you're not feeling great. It's important to get all the information you need to find that balance of um, hormonal state. Yeah, and for men too, check with your doctor. Don't take Viagra Cialis without a prescription. You know, I read online this week a phrase that stuck with me. Better loving leads to better living. I like that because no matter how old you are or what kind of relationship you're in, intimacy is so critical to your well-being. And the more time you can spend focusing on the intimate part of our relationship, the better and happier our lives and sex lives can be. Right. And remember, as we get older, it's okay to adjust that usual, your usual sex, sex moves. So slow it down, extend the foreplay, and use lots of lube. Have sex earlier in the day when you have energy. All those things will help you keep your sex life hot and spicy, even as you go through those changes in life. And for many more great tips and tricks... Read Dr. Lori's book, Because Great Sex Matters at Any Stage, Any Age. (laughs) At all ages. (laughs) So that's our show for today. We hope you enjoyed it. A big thank you to our wonderful guest, Dr. Lori Batito. And as always, a special thanks to you for listening. Remember to visit our website, carolandavid.com, to enter for your chance to win a signed copy of Dr. Lori's book, The Sex Bible for People Over 50. Send us an email to ask at carolandavid.com with any questions or comments you might have or tell us what topics you might want to hear on our show. Join us again next Thursday or on demand for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David reminding you to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Speak to you next week. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 